Welcome to the Strip Town Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you want to stay close or run far, from second best to odds are, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. The moon is full and there is a co-host, and his name is Where Evan. <laughs> okay. I let him down and I fell right off this podcast. <laughs> It's Boy, my co We really are sacling. seven albums in, yep. aren't we? Yes, <laughs> we, we are. You can't even do these straight anymore. <laughs> these suck. Um, do you, what do you think that you could do to get you fired from this podcast? Oh, God. To like make, I'd have to like do something really mean. Yeah, you would. Because like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, apart from, I, I mean, I know I can leave this podcast anytime I want. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to. It's like one of those shitty things in like a relationship where you want to break up with the other person, but you don't want to be the one doing yes. it. So you're just mean to you them. You just do bad things. You're sure. just mean to them until they finally like do something. You're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this is your fault. How not dare mine. you react? And I, you, it's, I used to do that to like friends sometimes. Oh, no. Back when I was an idiot. Like, oh, and, man. and I didn't realize I was doing it. Like, yeah. It was just somebody like, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be friends with this person anymore. Like in my mind so i was just less nice to them sure until they were not friends with me anymore which is kind of a shitty thing to do yeah there have been very few people in my life that i have cut out entirely one of them was in college and uh she had written a private live journal entry calling my girlfriend a piss queen (laughs) i just i love the phrase piss Piss queen queen. why would you cut her out of your life she was she was one of those people who was a uh, uh, liar all the time about dumb, like simple shit, right? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, oh, I've never been to Food Lion. Oh yeah, Food Lion. I love Food Lion. It's the best grocery store. Like, <laughs> wh- why? Who cares? Well, I don't know. Have you ever been to Food Lion? <laughs> well, now yes, I have. But at the time I was talking about it, no, I'd never been to Food Lion. It is the best grocery store. You, you Baltimore boy, you go they to Food Lion. They have a, they have an, a live lion in every. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And the food is you. You, you are the Food <laughs> yes. Lion. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just like an Aldi, basically. Is this interesting? Hey, Baltimore people, shout out, uh, hashtag, uh, I love the lion, if you're listening to this and you're a Food Lion fan. Lion and the lion. I wonder if Food Lion even still, I went in 2000 and, I don't know, four, two. Probably all just Kroger now. Do you say Kroger or Kroger's? No. Listen, people who say Kroger's or Barnes and Nobles or, people who, who, who attribute stores to people who own them yeah you don't like that no it's i mean it's whatever i'm not getting semantic when it does happen i'll never so, so let's let's do a hypothetical here mm-hmm. you want to open a small business mm-hmm. uh and you're going to name it after yourself mm-hmm. you're going to name it your own name sacred foods nope not even that okay uh so you you get it what, what's this what's this business you're opening uh, it's a, um, a place where you can hire people to play the piano in costumes for you all night long for parties. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you open it, you put out your storefront, sign goes up uh-huh. and you're like, welcome to Saker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Does that sound a little odd to you? Yes, because it doesn't have any descriptor for what I do. I know, but people, people know what they're doing. But like the sign be, is just Saker. It would be Saker's people in costume who play the piano for Correct. you all night long so it's kroger's food store no. barnes and nobles's books <laughs> Their name is not kroger's if people were doing Isn't that the kroger family owned kroger? like of, myers some of kroger's foods yeah. it's not myers it's meyer right but the meyer family owns it i'm so it sure myers grocery store i'm sure they do but it's not what it's called this is just one of those fun dialectic things that everyone calls it kroger's yes. and like if you want to be a 
a total grognard, you'd be like, well, it's actually yeah. Roger. I think those people should also be forced to call it Walls Mart because it belongs to Sam Walton. Uh, it would be Walt if it was called Walton. Then you could call it Walton. But that's what the wall stands for. Walmart is a different name. Wall stands for Walton. It's Walton's Right, but it's a different word. It's not the Walmart family that owns it. (laughs) Okay. If your name is part of the thing or an acronym or something like that, you don't have, you're not, you don't have to make it possessive. Is there any place where people will make it possessive, but it's not a person's name? Like uh, half price books is <laughs> like, yeah. do you think, I don't any- think so. I think it's, I think it's, it's fundamentally in, it's a linguistic thing, right? It belongs to them. So sure. you make it possessive because it's their whatever business. I would, and that makes perfect sense. I would bet there's a, a linguistic standpoint, an old person out there who calls it like targets or something. <laughs> Target. Oh boy. Don't get me started on the Target people. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Target. Fuck you. <laughs> you fucking pieces of shit. You're, you're Everybody does that joke. Outing it's, yourself as a jerk. I, 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 people are allowed to have fun. So they are. And we're talking you and me. Nobody else is listening to this Nobody conversation else right now. Would possibly listen. I would never call somebody on that. I would never say like, oh, what's the other one? There's another one that's like, tar- oh, crochet. Is people crochet. say sometimes. Or crochet. Crochet. Yeah, crochet, I guess. Um, but I don't know. It's just. I think it's fun because you can do that in English, right? Sure. I mean, that's it's a fun way to play with the language. Sure. Even though it's, you know, it's because our language is just messy. I think we should treat businesses with the respect they deserve. Because they are people. We should be And they have more rights than any citizen in the United States. (laughs) So don't treat a business like a person. They're better than you. Yeah. You wouldn't call somebody by their wrong name. So don't call it Barnes and Nobles. So, yeah. If if we're talking of the business as a living being and the business, the living being of the business, like an ant, like is, is, is the brick and mortar storefront then right. you wouldn't say that right right yeah so the so the family that owns the business doesn't matter anymore because no. the business has taken their name from them businesses are more important than people yeah as you just said yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i think they should have to if you give your name to a business you have to get a new name yeah. or you can't use a possessive anymore or you can't use a possessive anymore sure absolutely you can never own or anything. when you say kroger's it refers to the business owning you that's or, the only time you would say Kroger's. Yes. And you have to move all of your belongings. You have to live in the store. That way when you say like right. my piano, you're speaking from the store's point of view. Correct. Like it's Kroger's piano, mm-hmm. the store, not mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Business will own everything. That's never occurred to me before, but that's, Kroger- what, lim- that's what limited liability companies are all about. It's the reverse. <laughs> sure. So it's a, it's a full liability company. Kroger is someone's name. Yes. I've just always called it Kroger and never thought, oh, this is a guy named Kroger. I just I thought it was a word for some reason that has never <laughs> occurred to me before. Like I mean, a, of course it is, but like Jungle Jims. Sure, there's a para uh, uh, something uh, possessive right mm-hmm. there. Giants Eagle, Giants Eagle, <laughs> or to be Giant Eagles. It depends. Internal pluralization. Uh, Attorneys General. Trader Joe's. Shit. What are we doing? Courts Marshal. <laughs> This podcast is off the rails. All right. Let's get on to NBC's The Voice. Oh, yeah. This week on The Voice, we've got The Sound. (laughs) This week's song is The Sound of Your Voice. And if you've never heard it before, here is a quick Sam Poe. Oh, 
the sound of your voice. I think, I think this might be the single from this album. Yeah. I mean, it's got a video. It's got. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Why don't you just if the listeners haven't seen the video, why don't you describe it to them? Okay. Uh, this video is weird. It's Weezer's Pork and Beans. Mm-hmm. three years or so before Pork and Beans was a thing, right? You remember Pork and Beans where they had all the like YouTube stars in the video? I remember hating the song Pork and Beans. So really? I yeah. Oh. It's bad. That song is good. Red Album is good. Yeah. We needed Matt Apodaca on this episode. That's good, we- that's good Weezer to you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Red okay. Album is, I think, it skipped some time. Here are the good Weezer albums. You ready? Blue Album. Mm-hmm. Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. Green Album. Mm-hmm. Red album. (laughs) But everything else is questionable at best. Uh, I I like all their cover art. I like Hurley. Just got big old Jorge Garcia's face. So you like the cover art of the album. (laughs) I I didn't call it a good album. I just said it had good cover art. Um, We've got a bunch of people in this video. It's uh, Matt Harding, a.k.a. uh, Where the Hell is Matt? The dancing Matt guy. Nope. Uh, We've got the Numa Numa guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, We've got uh, Mentos and Coke scientists. (laughs) (laughs) They were... This just did not age well. They hired a bunch of 2006 era YouTubers to do a video for them of them lip syncing. They've got Guitar Man on the bed. They've that's Numa Numa guy. That's Gary, whatever sure. his name is. You didn't recognize him immediately. No. Wow. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, I have no idea who 90 percent of these people are because their YouTube channels don't exist anymore. They were popular for yeah. a, a couple months in 2006. It's weird how like YouTube has. It, like the the internet meme star thing mm-hmm. was a thing, mm-hmm. right? And now memes are so ubiquitous that it's no longer like a big deal when you've got a million. I mean, it is a big deal when you got a million followers, but there are so many people like that. Sure, that it's, it doesn't permeate the public consciousness sure. in a similar way. Yeah, there's just so much now. But this is it's it's almost different because some of these guys have just been scrubbed from YouTube. Like there's the the woman in here. I can't remember her name, and I did not write it down. But she like her channel doesn't exist anymore. There's a couple reuploads, but there's mm-hmm. a bunch of videos like uh, early YouTube stars who are now gone forever. Like she's dead. Just, I, one of the dudes in this video is dead. Geriatric 1947 or whatever. What? The old guy who just like going like this and then slowly like... He was an, an old man who mm-hmm. in 2006 had a channel where he was just like, back in 1950, during the war, we all ate bread from our shoe. Like he would just tell about his life back but in the day. But were they like jokey stories or were they like... No, they were all real. Okay, because the way you put it to me, like... <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I, I looked him up because I, I looked up all these people to to see who they were and there's just a bunch of like remembering jerry aka geriatric 19 whatever wow yeah and the rest of these people like there's just like there's something to be said for when something intends to be a flash in the pan mm-hmm. which i think this i don't think Brennan ladies ever expected like barats and berettas to be like to live forever mm-hmm. right but uh like i as a self-proclaimed fan didn't even realize there was a video for this song until i looked it up i didn't think this was a video <laughs> asked you before the record like did you watch the video and you said i what video <laughs> the thing i with did the, but i yeah. didn't think that was a video it's just wild how much of early 2000s meme culture was just people on webcams like so much of youtube culture was just like just me talking to you just we're having a conversation it's still 90 percent of youtube com- uh, web culture but now there's some other now component. they're playing a video game yeah, there's exactly. really no difference but there's a component to it you right. can't just like vlogs are not things in it you can't just talk to somebody and be like well, you kind of have to be yeah you kind of have to be doing something yes. now right there like, has to be, it has to be tips some, or, cooking yeah, or video yeah. gaming or something like and that. that makes i like that a lot more yes i like that like they're 
ostensibly either teaching me something or talking to me about sure. something I'm interested in. Absolutely. Uh, did you watch far like enough? Like right wing politics. <laughs> uh, did you watch far enough to see the part with the covers? No. So I told you I watched like 30 seconds of it and I turned off I'm like, who the fuck are these people? There's some dude who does animations. And so in this video, what he did, there's about a 25 second uh, spot where he animates all of Bernie Good Lady's covers to that point where like oh. the characters are interacting with what well, like that's nice. the two old men from, there's the only part of the video. I kind of wish I would have watched that. Do you want to watch it real quick no. and then comment on it? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the old the old man uh, from the Maybe You Should Drive cover, the other man, the dude in the tricycle backs over his toe, he gets angry, he hits him, he kicks the ball from Gordon, oh. it hits the kid from the uh, pirate ship in the face, and it's very cute, it's very clever, it's very fun. Um, that's the only part that made me chuckle and, and surprised yeah. me. What is and the Numa Numa guy? What is he? <laughs> He's a human being? Yeah. What do you mean, what is he? Like, what is he, like, I know, I know it because I was like, peripheral to meme culture sure. in the, or in the mid aughts sure i don't know what he actually did i believe i might be wrong on this and i'm not going to check my sources please don't if you know better than me please tweet out with the hashtag love the lion um but what i think he did was i think he recorded a video of himself doing a silly dance to that song for a friend of his and then uh -huh. his friend without his consent spread the video online and he became oh. he's, he's basically star wars kid oh you remember star wars kid gislaine yeah i remember him yeah that he hates his life yeah he got he's like a hayden christensen sort of yeah, yeah he sort got, of a he jake got, jake got, jake gillen paul <laughs> both of us are wrong who is the little jake lloyd jake lloyd yeah yes. <laughs> uh, christopher lloyd's nephew yeah yeah uh jingle all the way <laughs> jingle all the way um, but uh, I thought it was very cool of them to give credits at the end so you knew who all the YouTubers were that you've been seeing. Sure. And the opening, you kind of have to. They, well, nowadays you did. Back then, if you didn't know fucking... Uh, Chocolate Rain, you'd yeah. be, you'd be <laughs> oh, dead Taze on arrival. On Day was in this video. Do you remember when Taze on Day did a commercial for uh, Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry? Nope. <laughs> um, he does a whole original parody of Chocolate Rain. It's wonderful. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of popular video i just thought it was interesting i don't know why they chose this song to make for like you it has nothing to do with meme culture mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with you think they would have picked a more on the nose song it's interesting yeah it just the song was sort of like a box set to me how so they went for a genre of music they don't normally write in which is a gospel doo-wop i yeah, this did not occur to me to be a doo-wop song. What? Uh, how did you? How could you not? I, like, I couldn't unthink that this was like a like a soul doo-wop song. I guess it like is. A song. I guess it is. It's a hundred percent. Like, I needed like, and that's one of my main complaints about this is that they just can't pull it off. Yeah. Like, you need like like a Diana Ross or like a Boys to Men or like like the Platters doing Fuck, this. You're right. Well, I know they get the persuasions to do it. Yeah. And that's the like. I didn't like this song, and then I listened to the Persuasion version. I'm like, oh, this is the yep. song it always should have it's, been. It's transcendent. Like yeah. it transcends the original by far. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. The moon is full, but there is an incompleteness. The days are beautiful, but I feel a bittersweetness. Um, yeah, that's the, the version you should listen to. Well, you can talk about other versions, too. There's another one that's live without Steve, so after Steve has left yeah, the band. Yeah, where Kev sings it? 
Kev's saying that. And yeah. then the other three guys are on the microphone yes. doing doo-wop stuff, like You're a back, backup singer. Right. Yeah. yeah, I should have known at that point. But they're also doing Three Stooges stuff. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking... It, three Stooges is such, like, boomer comedy. 100%. Like, I remember watching the Three Stooges... Like, I'm an, I'm an exennial, so I can, I can like, I'm... I feel like I'm conversant in boomer culture. Yeah. Like I can like kind of like hold my own if they're talking sure. about like stooges. Like I know the names and I know like in Bugs Bunny cartoons sure. and shit like that. So I feel like I'm, the I thing- have to like two, I have two languages, but none of them are my, <laughs> neither of them are <laughs> my like, speak I, either I, fluently. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not fluent in either of them. I, the thing about three stooges though, is that it's, still funny. Yeah. I mean, I physical think. comedy is always going to yeah, be funny. It's never like, not going to be funny. Right. Especially if it's, white men doing it to other white men <laughs> that's true it was like if one of them was like, like punching side black literally. or like, yeah. a, like a native american or something it would be way worse <laughs> like, just beating yeah. yeah so yeah um but Which is yeah. why little rascals doesn't hold up because it's super racist oh yeah buckwheat i didn't think about that mm-hmm. damn they have the one episode where like a guy comes from borneo to eat them all oh my god that was my dad's favorite episode good lord because he didn't know he was he a little d- fucking kid yeah he just thought it was funny hilarious that like you know, this man from Bor- this wild man from Borneo is going to come eat the little kids. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yum, yum, eat them up. That's what he would say. Oh, that's from, I've heard yum, yum, eat them up. My dad used to say that. <laughs> there we go. That's I just unlocked a memory from you. You yep. really did. Yep. yep. I remember my dad wa- making me watch that as a kid and like slowly realizing how racist it was. Your dad or you? My, the, my dad. I okay. was like seven. I didn't sure. fucking know what, you don't race- know I don't what racism, know what racism is. is. <laughs> At least I didn't think I did. But like, yeah, it's. And I just remember him like, and then he just like shut it off halfway through. And Yikes. Just went, mm. <laughs> Something should stay in the past. Uh-huh. So Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the There's r- your nostalgia as a toxic impulse. 100%. There is one example of it. <laughs> oh, come on. Watch Fraggle Rock and tell me nostalgia is. I know. So you happy. liked it. You liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I liked this. I think I, I, mean, I nostalgia like gave us the new Netflix Shira Shira series, which is great. And Voltron, and they're rebooting yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, and a lot of it, a lot of it, they're updating it and doing well. Yeah, like, so it's not nostalgia at that point because it's an it update. Is because it's still Your all the same. Your son is characters. watching Shira and it's loving amazing. it, and he has no perception right. of. And I'm watching it and loving it even more because I used to watch Shira back in the day. Are and you I'm like, loving? Oh, God, it? I love these characters way better than, than the, <laughs> the shallow one-dimensional My Shira characters. My son has no idea fucking what is good in the world. He doesn't remember the the hard times when Man of War was just a well, Man of War's from He-Man, He-Man, isn't it? Yeah. I don't. I truly have never watched Shira. I never watched He-Man either. Well, I suppose from someone who isn't totally woke like me, you know, just grew up watching Shira. <laughs> <laughs> you probably watched He-Man and just like we're like oh man power male pa- I never white male power fantasies that's of them. all I want I watched watch. Sailor Moon you dipshit oh and you're like I identify with only with Tuxedo Mask <laughs> he's the only character I respected in that show him and Melvin the you know, nerd why do women have power <laughs> boy I wish they didn't have I wish it. Tuxedo Mask can't Tuxedo Mask just do all although, of it although to be honest my name everywhere online is still Jedi which <laughs> is the a strong man from the series who is controlled by a stronger woman sure, so sure. I all, all I want is to be controlled by a strong woman, Evan, since I was young. Uh, let's so, talk about this song. So, BNL is yes. just not a gospel band, and they can't be a gospel band. Steve's voice is great, but it just doesn't get the depth that I want from it. I liked it. I thought they did a great job with this. Oh, I didn't think it was a bad song. I just think they couldn't quite pull it off. How so? What didn't they pull off? You obviously they didn't pull something off because when we saw it with the persuasions, you're like, this is the song it should be. So this song was missing something, which was a group, a doo-wop group, like a, 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 a it's missing that. Yeah. And BNL is just not that. They're just not that. They're great, but they're just not that. Yeah. 
Okay. I can understand what you're saying, but I guess if I didn't have any point of comparison, if I didn't have any point of, you if know what I mean? just didn't exist as a genre? No, if they didn't have the Persuasions version, <laughs> I would be like, this is a cool song. I would, I like be, I would song. be like, this song needs boys to men to do it. Yeah, I, but see, it didn't even occur to me. I'm looking at my notes, and in the live version where Kev's doing it, I wrote, they snap like a doo-wop group, but I still <laughs> and I didn't put it in yeah. my head that this is a doo-wop song. Um, it seems like Marvin Gaye and, or like Diana Ross or something to really like, there's just like a, there's an edge that Steven's voices, Steve's voices missing to me steve's voice is doing some weird stuff in this song yeah because yeah, this is like a break your heart where he's like really he's like going he's going whole hog but he still falls a little short for me well i guess so i don't even feel like he's going whole hog i have a pet theory about some lines mm. in this song specifically uh the lines um uh the alarm clock rings what a lonely noise and forgiveness the alarm clock rings what a the way he delivers them mm-hmm. is so muddled, right? He says, like, the alarm clock rings, what lonely noise. <laughs> I think that this is delivered in such a way as to make people want to look up the lyrics, which makes them closer to the song, right? Because if you're like, well, I'm invested enough to look up the lyrics. This what? is an iTunes link right here on Google. Maybe I'll just buy it 99 cents. Sure. I like the song enough. I feel like what? I think that this was a ploy to get people to look he up the lyrics. mush mouthed on purpose to get people to buy his songs you got it he mushed mouth and he knew that people would be like what is he saying there and he would that's the water cooler talk is like hey you heard that new stevie p song yeah i'll just go download this on napster or whatever because <laughs> well, it was, was napster still a thing in 2005 yeah or i don't think a P, so. i'll just download this on some a pirate bay or some p2p you know yeah file sharing thing yeah because i'm well, just gonna go some, someone who is mush mouth lyrics isn't gonna go pay unless they're me if you like, go pay Amazon 99 cents for this song. If you like the song, two mush mouth lines isn't going to make you turn away from it, but it is going to make you look them up. And when you look them up, you're going to see the download links right there. And you're going to be like, <laughs> fuck, I should buy this song. So is that like every like slash metals plan? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it so could you be. Can, you can get the lyrics for that. Truly, they even every hate death that, metal? Gen- that genre of music. They just want to get those clicks and those oh, likes. Oh, man. I know. BNL does like all over genre wise. Why don't they ever do a metal song? Fuck. Can you imagine? Let's write to Stevie. No, let's write let's to Eddie. Ed. I forgot he's not in the band yeah. anymore. Like, I feel like they would do it as a joke, but I feel like they could pull it off too. Yeah, they probably could. <sighs> Who would play? I mean, what would Jim do in that song? Bass, play is, bass. bass is really important. Yeah. yeah. Kev? I mean, he's kind of a jack of all trades. They could, could be a melodic death metal. Like, okay. So they could do melodic death metal, which has, I mean, you can have a melody in metal. Yeah. A lot of metal has melodies. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can do operatic metal. Uh, what's operatic metal? It's where you have an opera. Oh, like it's okay. Like a, fair enough. Talking about, you know, like, uh, you know, just soaring vocals sure. and, uh, you know, just metal guitars. Uh, is this like a Sonata Arctica? Do you know them? Nope. Okay. Operatic doom death metal. Like it just, I love that they keep piling on their, sure, their sure. Sub, sub qualifiers. Yeah. yeah. Um, some more weird stuff. He says uh, there is a bitter sweetness, but he says it in such a way that it sounds like a bit of sweetness, mm. which confused me a lot until I looked up the lyrics. The mood is full, but there is an incompleteness. The days are beautiful, but I feel a bit of sweetness. If I had only- the mood is full, but there is a bit of sweetness. I was like... Why isn't the moon being full good enough for you? Like, is that a bad thing? So again, well, a bit of sweetness is no different than a bitter sweetness. I su- 
No, I think they're very different. I was okay. about to agree with your ass. Okay, and go, it's ahead. Wrong. go ahead and explain how they're different. So bittersweetness is, it feels sweet, but there's a bitterness to it. Right. A bit of sweetness it means is it, just like, it's it, sweet, it's, period. It's, it's a little bit a... sweet, but it's not sweet enough. So you're still kind of left wanting in both cases. No, 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 no. I don't think some he people... He wants the full sweetness. He wants the sweetness of her voice. Some people, when they eat a pastry and they go, oh, this is a bit sweet. It's not like, I wish it... I, they don't always wish it right, was Right, but I'm sweet. talking about it in the context of the fucking song, dude. Uh, there is a bit of sweetness. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they're wanting for more sweetness. He if, wants he wants sweetness. He wants the he wants to wake up to the sound of his partner's voice or his girlfriend's voice or okay, his dad's but it voice or whatever. It doesn't it doesn't track with the line, you know, the moon is full but there is a bit of sweetness. Cuz that implies that there's something wrong with the moon being full. I'm just saying it was a confusing line until I read it. The moon is full, but there is an incompleteness. The days are beautiful. Oh, but there is a bittersweetness. But there is a bittersweetness. But I feel a bit of sweetness. <laughs> no. That does not You can track. only feel a bit you of sweetness. You cannot argue. Okay, wait. <laughs> I can argue. Look. Look at this. Yeah, you're so doing the days a are, <laughs> The days are beautiful, right? So you're in a beautiful day. A sweet, lovely day. But he feels only a bit of sweetness. Now, if he had he said... Feel, he can't feel the full amount of sweetness he, he wants said, to feel in this beautiful day. If he had day. said only a bit of sweetness, but there's just a bit of sweetness, that would have been different than, but I feel a bit of sweetness. Yeah. <laughs> because you're contrasting it with the but, with what came before. He's contrasting it with the amount of sweetness he would like to be feeling. That's not what a contrast <laughs> does. You need to have something set up to contrast. The day is beautiful. It's a sweet day, but he's not feeling the full sweetness of the day because he's feeling only a bit of sweetness. Okay. If that's the line... He feels a bit of sweetness because his memories of their time together are coming back to him. If that's the line, which it's not, we're <laughs> arguing over a thing that doesn't exist, it would suck. The line as it is, is good. The days are beautiful, but I feel a bittersweetness. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying... No, I know. You were just arguing... Because we have to somehow... Cause, cause, we have to fill up time. Yeah, Saker hates it when these episodes are <laughs> not 65 minutes has long. It's a 95-minute yeah. episode. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, again, one of the first things I wrote down is another breakup song. Hello, Steve. No twist. Yeah, it's Kevin. Kev wrote this song. And the thing is, like, it's not if again, if Steve wrote this and it was a breakup song, it would be about the reason for the breakup and how he's like, how hurt and terrified and angry he is about the breakup. Yeah, and this little song is about second chances. Yeah, this song's about feeling really bad and trying and maybe trying again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't get much on the narrator apart from the fact that he let his partner down and he, wants to get back together. That's all we yes. get on, on him. Yeah. Um. Ha, by the way, how... This is basically a drift, but without all the fucking puns. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. Except in a drift, I felt like there was no chance of getting the person back because I felt like death was the primary focus of that. In this, it's all about trying to get the person back. Yeah. Um. How upset is the person in the song without their significant other or friend? Because they seem okay. Mm -hmm. The moon is full. The day is beautiful. But then, like, there's not much to see in this void. Like, is <laughs> that... That seems like a Stephen Page line. I know he's not credited <laughs> in this, but, like, that seems 100% a Stephen Page line. Sure, yeah. But, like, I feel like the narrator vacillates. And, I mean, people have good days and bad days. But I feel like this is like, you know, things are, I'm just, I feel a little bit of sweetness. And then he's like, my life is over. I live in a void of sadness. Take it from me. There's not much to see in this void. It just yeah, seems... I mean, it's like, you know, when you break up for with somebody, who's been a part of your life for a significant amount of time or just a small amount of time, but it was very meaningful or strong to you, strong feelings. Like you do feel like a part of you has left, right? 
because they've done they've done lots of studies on that where like people are together and you start using your partner essentially as an external hard drive for your own mind Mm -hmm. so like you know I think we've talked about this before, where you start storing memories. You expect them, you you count on them to remind you of stuff. Sure. And that's why when a lot of times, like couples who have been together for a super duper long time, one of them dies or leaves right. or something, like the other one kind of falls apart. Yeah. Or even dies shortly after because you're essentially missing part of your external memories yeah, and things like that. It, it depends. I mean, I feel like, yeah, certainly the narrator is probably the one who fucked up in this song, right? He fell right off her good, he let you down and fell right off your good list, mm-hmm. right? So... But yeah, but I've like I've had friend breakups. We've talked about friend breakups a lot in this mm-hmm. this episode where I did not feel sad at all because they were the ones who f- I mean, you don't think his partner is feeling bad in this, right? His partner's probably okay. Yeah, I think so. Well, actually, I imagine his partner is feeling bad too. I mean, you don't come out of a long-term relationship with a little with like actually you can. Like, yeah. but this guy doesn't seem like the kind this isn't like a um humor of the situation guy. This guy just seems come like on, a now, now. Yeah, this guy just seems like somebody who fucked up and yeah. kind of got, you know, let him down wonder, and they're like, you know. I wonder what he did. I mean, we of course we what don't do you think know. Kev did to get his partner to leave him. I don't. Know. Sorry, I couldn't be at your quinceanera, <laughs> your daughter, your cousin's quinceanera, but I had cancer. Like, I I feel like let you down is so much different from like fucked up, right? <laughs> I let you down and go right off of your good list. I hope each day. But like he just did. I feel like the the other person in the song is mean. Right? I mean, we don't know anything about we're, the situation. We're looking at this from Kevin's perspective, and we see we see nothing but good in Kevin. Yeah. So anyone who would leave Kevin yeah. has to be has to mean. Be a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is probably just Kevin projecting that he let them down because he can't think of a reason why this, like, incredible piece of shit that he was dating. Like, he's dating, like, a Stephen... He's dating a humor of the situation, <laughs> and, like, he let them down by not being accepting of the lifestyle that they choose. Like, yeah. like oh, I want to sleep with whoever I want, but you've got to be loyal to me. He's like, I can't do that. He's like, yeah. well, you're really letting me yeah. down. So... <laughs> Do you think do you think that Kev oh Kev is not married. He has a girlfriend with whom he has a daughter. I just wonder if Kev has ever broken up with anyone in his life. I bet he has. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds right. Maybe seems so. like a heartbreaker. Wow, he doesn't seem like a heartbreaker at all to me. The Corky and the Juice Pigs man himself, he could not be a heartbreaker. Um, I no, I bet he like he seems in tune with his emotions, so like he, you know, he's probably in I feel like you don't get in tune with your emotions without going through some sort of some sort of tempering right you got yeah, no like, one's like, born that way like relation I, I bet there are some people but i've never met someone who felt i don't want to say self-actualized but yeah. like somebody who was at peace with themselves that didn't go through not fire not necessarily fire but like some some strife or struggle sure. because that's sort of how you grow as a person sure that's right? how you deal with that sure that's true that's so true. i don't know um the uh, I, like I said, I think this is a particularly fun song. I think the guitars are great. Oh yeah, I, the guitar solos, like the really good solos, like they're musically interesting. Like after each, uh, yeah, after each chorus, yeah, or kind of a chorus. Yeah, I thought the guitar- I wrote that the solos were fun and simple and clean. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're good, nice. Like this song, it feels and I hesitate. They felt like eighties eighties rock solos. I feel like I use this term a lot, but it felt like a prom song to me. Yeah, like yeah, like a slow dance. Yeah, but one of the things I didn't like about the song is I felt like bait and switched by the intro because the intro is up tempo. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's up tempo. So I'm like, yes, this is what we should start the album with, and it's like, boom, boom, boom do up do yeah. up and i'm like oh no this is totally different Shit, this is the- a waltz isn't it this isn't three-fourths time i'm sure it is yeah i didn't realize that's yeah. all right now so it uh it i thought it was going to be high energy but then it was not high energy yeah it's not high energy at it's all. not like low energy but it's definitely not it's a slow sort of melodic like meandering song yeah where the intro i felt like it was going to be like a uh, um 
you know. Yeah, oh yeah, you yeah. Say. it sounds like Yeah, that. I felt like that's what yeah, it was right going to be and I was really excited for that and yeah. then it wasn't that. Um but it is a quick song. Mm-hmm. Like it's it is it's over before it begins. You could tell I I feel like it was meant as a little radio ditty. Like I mm-hmm. think they were trying to aim for a hit with this song. Um, which seems weird for them, but then again, they are genre transcendent yeah, too. I thought they were trying to, I thought they were trying to play with genre like they, like they usually do. Yeah. Or like they, they want to get back into that. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of the guitars, uh, at the end of nearly every line during the verse, the, their guitar is doing something that's buried so far. And again, I didn't notice it until my 10th listen, but it's like, pow, at the end of every <laughs> line in the verse. In every line, uh, Jim fires a rifle from another room and ricochets <laughs> off of a, the, yeah. a steel wall. <laughs> the full, but there is an incompleteness. The days are beautiful, but I feel it's it's interesting it's very weird um the harmonies are perfect yeah and there's so many of them the harmonies are perfect but not as perfect as you would have if with the persuasions see did you listen did you go looking for the persuasions version i did well first thing i I got about halfway through and i'm like this has to be on the persuasion song like of all the of all like the the (laughs) b-sides and things like that sure this this needs to be a persuasion song. And yeah. you know what? It was. Yeah. I'm like, you made a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like, I feel like it's hard to compare because I feel like this is a good song on its own too. It's just it is a, a great solid song. song on its own, but it needs to be sung by people who are in this genre, this genre of music. Like it needs to be people who, it needs people who do this. Bare Naked Ladies are dabbling here. Yeah. And I like it. They're good. They're, con- they're consummate musicians. They're talented. They can do it. They can pull it off. Right. But they can't make it work for me in the style that I want it to be. Right. Okay. But I, but, but I think- I need a fucking gospel singer. I need a soul singer. The, an R&B singer. Why? Because, because of the harmonies. And they fucking kill the, the ooh. They, Steve's like voice. Steve's it. voice just doesn't pull it off for me. So it's not. It's not the harmonies. Not the it's harmonies. Steve. Not the harms. It's Interesting. Steve. It's Steve. And I, I might think, agree with and you. And there. I think Kev does a better job of it because he makes it less sort of like when they when they sing it live. Yeah. Like it's it's more clearly a doo-wop song, and Kev they play it up more, so I enjoyed that more. Sure. But I it's did not like as good that. as the Persuasions version, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you though, uh, Steve's ooh at the end where he's just like going out on a little solo, uh-huh. like that was so much fun. And I don't think. A, a, a regular singer or a doo-wop singer would have done that, right? I think they would have kind of stuck to the script, but Steve has to be the diva, and I think it works here. I think yeah. that's really fun. And I, I, I think that, yeah, of course Steve does. Yeah. And the Persuasion song is great. I think it's the best one, the best version of it. Except for that, like weird mid-song breakdown they do. Yeah, yeah, that we'll was put very that strange. in right here. The saying goes, there will be other dances. Don't give up. This little song is about second chances. So. Um, and have you seen you've seen the cover of the Persuasion album, right? Yeah, it's all of them having a good for time. For some fucking reason, I don't know why. I thought it was Jim, Jim, Jim Creekin on on the thing, and he's wearing like a. In reality, he's wearing like an undershirt and a like button down that's open. Yeah. But what it looked like to me was that he was wearing a uh, chef's apron and had full body tattoos, <laughs> like full <laughs> sleeves. That's I don't know great. why. <laughs> yeah, he's a Brooklyn hipster <laughs> sous like, chef. Whoa, <laughs> working in a bar. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
the piano part. Why would you wear a chef's apron if you weren't planning on wearing a shirt anyway? I guess you don't want to spill stuff on your pants, but then you could just wear like an apron that like just covers your pants. I've had summer days where my partner is off and I'm off and it's it's hot and I don't want to get dressed dressed from when I roll out of bed in the morning, but I want to cook breakfast, breaking in eggs. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put an apron on over my underwear. Breaking in eggs? Is that where you just smash the eggs into the bowl? <laughs> breaking in the eggs. You can't break in the eggs without a few omelets. Um, so uh, there's the piano part, right? Mm-hmm. Evan, you know more about piano than I do because I know nothing about the piano. Sure I do. It feels to me when people play the generic Asian melody on a piano. Do you know what I'm talking about? Just like, like you're talking the, about like Sakura? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, is there, I'm sure that's problematic, right? But it's reminiscent mm-hmm. of a certain place just because that's our cultural experience. It's just a it. pentatonic scale, right? It's the same scale that Irish music uses. Is it's that using scale. mostly the black keys? It's, yeah, I've told you this before. Oh, that's what I wondered because I remembered yeah. it. But so I, I don't feel, know if this specific one uses. Well, only the black piano keys, part at the end to me felt like it retained that sort of like generic, like sort of othering feel to it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I guess. Like I felt like it was very like. Uh, uh, they were using a lot of black keys in it, and that's what gave me that feeling. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you because I wasn't really, I wasn't really keying into. Okay, that. I, I cued so. into it, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And then it ends the song on the saddest possible in this void. <laughs> just, it just felt wow. so yeah. like hopeless. <laughs> the end of the song is sad, so I don't know. In this Do you think he's already apologized or is he waiting for the other person to come to him? No, I think he's definitely, this guy seems like he's working up to an apology. Oh, this, is he, not a, this is not a one week situation. Ooh, this could be a spiritual sequel to one week. Nope. Really? This guy seems like, I don't know about his partner. I know almost nothing about his partner. Sure. But this guy seems like the kind of guy who's going to apologize almost right away. I feel like this could take place on day three. Either because he is... He misses his partner and that, or he's emotionally damaged and he needs sure. to get back in a dependent relationship. You don't feel like this could have taken place on day three or four of one week <laughs> on the timeline? God, just like people do those, like, how to watch Star Wars, like Clone Wars goes here. We could do, like, a all the Bare Naked Lady songs, where they fall in the like one a, week like timeline. super cut of Bare Naked Lady. This was sung on day one. <laughs> this was sung on day six. That would be a lot of fun. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's exactly what we need. More work for this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Ev, what do you have? Anything else about this song? Uh, let me look at it. I don't think so. Okie dokie. Well, then, Ev, we got to talk about the loveliest part of this song and the funniest. What romantic comedy is this song like? This song, of course, Kevin Hearn's favorite movie, the 1993 Tom Hanks Meg Ryan vehicle, <gasps> Sleepless in Seattle. Hell yeah. It's a good one. All right. That's right. Tom Hanks is a man who has who is adrift. He and his young Uh-oh. son are adrift because his wife has died of cancer. Okay. They move out west to try well to Seattle, obviously. Right. But I'm still going to call that out west. It's not really. <laughs> well, I guess it is west coast. So they move out to the west coast. PNW, baby. Yeah. So uh, they move out to the west coast to try and redo their life and whatnot. And uh, on a radio show, a call-in radio show, uh, Tom Hanks's son, his eight-year-old, uh, calls in, or actually, he's, I guess nine and a half at this point. Uh, calls in and uh, talks about how he misses his mom and he gets his dad to talk, you know, just on this radio show. Mm-hmm. And hundreds of women hear 
the sound of his voice and they fall in love and he gets all sorts of things. One of these women, of course, is Meg Ryan, who uh, writes a letter to him saying, hey, you know what? Let's give this a try. I've heard the sound of your voice and know nothing about you. Uh, how about we meet on the Empire State Building on uh, it's fucked up. It 4th of July or Valentine's Day? I think it was Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't remember. Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. How about we meet on top of the Empire State Building? And uh, she doesn't mail it, but her friend does. Her friend gets it, reads it, goes, oh, yeah, I got I to gotta hook my friend up with this rando across the fucking country because <laughs> she's in, like, Boston or something. And so the Baltimore. kid, Baltimore, yeah, the kid gets it, um, tries to convince his dad to go meet this woman. Dad says, fuck no. That's the dumbest <laughs> That's idea I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> so the kid then responds to her. Oh my God, really? Yes. I've never seen this movie either. Yeah, the kid then responds to her. And uh, so, again, nothing is keeping him together. Meg Ryan has heard his voice once, <laughs> but she was just moved by how much he misses his wife. Sure. Which, you know, most people who've lost people miss them. Does Does the kid write as he's the kid or as he's the dad? He writes as if he's the dad. Okay. Saying, yeah, I'll meet you there. Damn. Damn, I will. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and then some hijinks ensue. Meg Ryan is, a, is a, you know, it's a romantic comedy, so there's got to be another, like, rival, rival male. So she is in engaged to a guy who's kind of a dick but not really that bad i don't think from what i remember okay um and uh the tom hanks is dating somebody and then there's like a, a th- there's a thing where they cross paths and they both see each other but they don't don't know it's the other person like tom hanks sees her in the airport and like you have like that moment where like the camera kind of closes up and there's music and stuff sure and uh she sees him playing with his kid and it's like oh look that's a good father there huh? like that <laughs> so there's a couple where they uh they start to like they've they're in each other's orbits and then finally uh tom hanks takes his son to new york and uh for something i think it's a fucking vacation or something i don't remember okay and uh they're up at the top of the empire state building but it's not quite time yet so uh they go down then meg ryan comes up and she's waiting there because she's convinced by her friend she's like she's having dinner across the way from the empire state building she's like oh no i gotta meet this rando up there Uh i gotta go meet this random guy and so she breaks off her fucking engagement with her fiance goes up to the top of the empire state building and waits for him but he's not there and they're like oh no sleepless i've only heard this fucking guy's voice i'm uh you know nothing here in this void right then wouldn't you know it? the kid forgot his backpack Mm. so they come back up and they see each other and they go oh this is the time we're supposed to meet and then tom hanks goes oh why don't we leave together and then he holds hands to meg ryan and they go down the elevator wow so it's not a big love story they don't even fall in love they just decide to give it a try yeah yeah exactly basically i mean it's it's like a cool it's a really ephemeral plot you know like i thought this was sort of like a I, when I heard Sound of Your Voice, like, I thought it were, no, it was a drift even, where I thought it'd be a fun to do a three-act, like, three-act structure is very problematic to me, so I thought it'd be a fun to where people break up and they try and get back together, but they realize that they're not actually sure. meant for each other, and yeah. then they just go apart and are kind of still friends. Yeah. So that'd be nice, but I don't know how this works it off, but it's, uh, I feel like it's a weird movie, but, like, of course, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have the charisma to pull it off, especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, mid-90s or early mid nineties, Meg Ryan and sure. Tom Hanks. Like sure. they're, they're fucking, they're fucking working it for all their, all it's worth. But so really this song felt like sounding your voice primarily because he's, he's adrift. He's doesn't, he's uh the moon's full. So he's like feeling, he's all these sort of scenes. There's an incompleteness to his life because his, his partner's missing. Right. Uh, it's bittersweet. Uh, his memories of her and the fact that he still has his kid together. Um, he misses waking up to the sound of his voice or his wife's voice but you know the voice is, is doubled because meg ryan keeps sure. listening to his the phone voice. call yeah yeah 
So there will be other dances. The song's about second chances. So here we go. Here's another chance at love. Sure. It's just a chance, though, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't actually, they, they, you feel like they're going to end up together, but you don't know for sure. Sure. So um, he's going to rejoice and wake up to the sound of the voices they were looking for were each other's this whole time. Yeah. Interesting. And of I course, like there's that. it's a it's a paper thin plot with paper thin characters. Uh, so there's really not much to see in this void. What makes it so renowned? I know people love that movie because it's again, it's just it's like a Jerry Maguire thing where it's just the actors are so good okay. and they're so meant for their roles. I and see. like it's just an ephemeral love story that just kind of like floats through, and there's nothing to it. Huh. But like it just somehow managed to push all the right buttons at the time that it was made. Interesting. Like, huh. Yeah, it's no just a, it's just an incomplete void that you can stare into and only see yourself inside of it. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie? There was that one where he was like trapped in a airport because his country oh, got destroyed. Uh, the layover, or uh, I don't remember. Fucking, what that's is not that my called? favorite Tom Hanks movie. But uh, <laughs> you just, just trying to remember to weird Tom Hanks. The movies. Terminal. The Terminal is what yeah. that one is called. Yeah. Cobrakia is gone. Yeah. Like I should. Like, what? <laughs> it's like fucking Borat. Like that was, and then Tom Hanks pulls it off too. That was released like at the same time as Catch Me If You Can, which was more Tom Hanks and airplane hangers movies. Yeah, and then like didn't he play like Sully as the uh, for that? He was Sully, I believe, yeah. in the Sully Sullenberger movie. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, he's had so many fucking good. I roles. feel like a. Uh, he was in uh, Saving Private Ryan. He was Saving Private Ryan, right? He was so that's probably not Private Ryan. No, he was he was not Private he Ryan. He was that, saving him. He was yes. saving. He okay, was you're right. Yeah, the eponymous absolutely. saver of private, <laughs> the eponymous Private Ryan. So yeah, I feel like that is one of my favorite roles because he brings a it's like good. It's it's and Vin Diesel's in that too, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, that's I had to go back and like check on that when wow. somebody told me that. Man, that movie has so many famous mm-hmm. people now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I, I think I like Saving Private Ryan, but I have to like, go back and look because I know he's done. I mean, Castaway is good. Castaway's great. Hey, buddy, you could say any of his movies. They'd all be great. Turner and Hooch? Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Big? <laughs> Big. What do you think the worst? This is a much more interesting question. What's the worst Tom Hanks movie? Is it the Polar Express? Uh, the fucking I wouldn't 3D? consider that a Tom Hanks movie because it's not. Tom, it's, it's just his voice. Okay. So I think like, I didn't. Like the burbs, the burbs. That was he in the Dungeons and Dragons one too. The maze, oh, mazes and yeah, monsters. Yeah, yeah, that might be. I haven't actually even seen that that's one. A, yeah, I hear that one is super garbage. But well, that's our Tom Hanks corner. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time to rate this song. All right, Ev, we are going to rate this song as we always do on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes the song is wearing, the better it is. The more clothes it's wearing, bad, 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 bad. Don't like it. Ev, as usual, we start <laughs> with you. What do you think about this song? I am on the playground with my child playing. Sure. And I hear someone call my name. And I look over, and there's my neighbor, John Jenkins. (laughs) Brian Jenkins, friend of the pod. (laughs) Brian, Stephen, Robert, Edward Jenkins, Bartleby Smythe. He is standing there in a raincoat. Is it raining? No. Okay. It's not raining. But he says, it's about to rain. And uh, I um, look up and of course, rain falls from the sky. And I'm like, God, I wish I had brought a raincoat too. And I wish everyone was wearing a raincoat. (laughs) I don't know where this is going. (laughs) I'm vamping until I come up with an idea of what to do. (laughs) This song is her raincoat. The raincoat represents doo-wop. I understand. You wish that everyone had a raincoat. Famous doo-wop raincoat. Yes. Uh, famous blue raincoat, Leonard yeah, Cohen. Someone famous a, doo-wop singer. Someone, I know this has been a rating that people have used before, but this is someone wearing a raincoat and nothing else. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. It's a good song. Yeah. I just feel like it could be dressed better by a different outfit. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think mine is, um, I've ordered one of those shirts from one of those cheap ass companies where it has like a, uh, like a drop ship company. So it gets like, it's like, okay, it will be here in uh, six to eight weeks and it's coming from China and it's not, you can't return it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but it's one of those with a switch on the inside where it's got like TC those, Tuggers. TC Tuggers. Yes. It's got a light, those lights on it where it reacts to sound like the more oh. people who are, but what I don't realize is that, uh, I'm trying to, so I'm wearing uh, that t-shirt and jeans and I'm super excited to show it to people. And so I turn it on and then I go to my friend Evan's house and I mm-hmm. say, hey, Ev, check out this sweet shirt I got. Yell at me. And Evan goes, I'll never yell. And then I say, okay. Saker and I don't raise our voices to each other. <laughs> That's ever. right. Then I say, excuse Except me. Except enjoy. For- I said, delight me. That's my response. <laughs> excuse me for a second. So I go outside because it's impolite to yell in your house. And I look down at my shirt and I just go, ah. And oh, I wonder if my baby is sleeping. Uh, <laughs> he said that too, because sometimes we leave Saker's baby at my house to sleep. I believe I just heard him get up. I may have just woken him up. You're in trouble now. I really am. You're gonna get you're gonna get the shit beat out of you. I might buy my baby. <laughs> um, he's a bruiser. I hear him stomping around upstairs. He fucking he's strong. Um, and uh, boy, I feel really bad now. <laughs> And, and I see that light up and it lights up, it lights up and it lights up so much, uh, that I can feel like it start to like jolt, spark, spark <laughs> and then it like my shirt starts burning. So I have to like pat it out really quick. Um, but it left huge holes in this t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a holy t-shirt and jeans. Uh, I think I like this song better than you, but somehow my rating is worse than yours. Yeah. I mean, I, it was a good song. Okay. I, I like, change. I like Kevin's. I like Kevin. I'm not wearing jeans. I'm wearing shorts now. Is oh. that better? Okay. You came okay. over to visit me in the summer, or are you just wearing shorts in the winter? Uh, winter shorts. Like a bunch of winter fucking shorts are a dark middle brother. school dumbasses. Hey, I wear winter shorts. You're a middle school dumbass. My, my legs have never been too hot, too cold, but they've been too hot. We'll be right back with more <laughs> It's All Been Done, a Barenaked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Jealous of who? Like, you know, like monsters that can turn into like groups of things. Like, sure, like, vamp- like a vampire can turn into a bunch of bats. Yeah, I always wanted to be able to do that. Wait, does a vampire turn into a bunch of bats or just one? It depends. Okay. Sometimes they'll turn into one giant bat. Sometimes they'll turn into like a bunch of rats. A Some- giant bat? Yeah, it just depends on the movie. Okay. Or the the. I mean, vampires are a made up thing, so you can uh, <laughs> you can make them do anything you are want. They? It seems unwise for a vampire to turn into one small bat. Because you can kill it so much easier, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think it has all the toughness and power of a vampire. Oh. So it's like a it's a bat, but it weighs as much as an adult <laughs> man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it can like fly through a brick wall. Sure. Because it's got still, so much it's got so much mass, it's dense. You can take it and snap it. No, you no, can't. It's dense. Yeah, it's super dense. Well, it's heavy. You, but it... you would take it and then you would like your hand you would just fall to the ground immediately because it weighs like 200 it's like pounds like a 200 pound man yeah, yeah. in your hands loaded with blood and shit sure it has all the strength of a vampire and vampires are like 10 times stronger than people right i suppose so yeah, yeah. so like you try to snap that bat and it snaps back is that a vampire thing strength i thought yeah. werewolves were strength vampires are just like cunning cunning and strength like you, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of stuff where vampires will like throw somebody across a room which is not something i'm capable but of. werewolves always win in a fight Depends on the depends on the thing, right? Unless it's Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> I mean, a, a vampire is Batman, and yeah, a, it's like a werewolf is Superman. Well, only when it turns into a werewolf. Right, but a vampire can outthink a werewolf. Yeah, just kill him during the day when he's not a werewolf. <laughs> sure, that's a great outthink. <laughs> well, then werewolves can kill them during the day. Yeah, and neither of them can kill each. They have a pact that they do yeah, not hurt yeah. each there other. There was a one. Did you ever see that one Ghostbusters episode? 
where it was like Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters. Uh huh. No, I've uh, never the seen cartoon, any the cartoon okay. where they were hunting a vampire or some something like that, and then a werewolf showed up, and then the vampire kept biting people and they're turning them into vampires, and the werewolf kept biting people and turning them into werewolves. And at the end, the whole town was full of werewolves and vampires <laughs> fighting, and when the vampire would bite a werewolf, it would turn into a vampire, and when the werewolf would bite a vampire, so there was just people turning back and forth the whole time, and they just the Ghostbusters go, "Up, oh, I guess that's gonna happen. That's just how it is." And they just like leave. They just like drove away. Oh, and this is my shit. childhood remembrance of the episode. So this right. is, that would be a good childhood dance episode. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll do that in March, maybe. The real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. I've never seen it, so it'd be new. Oh to me. wow. But see, that's the thing with Fraggle Rock. I hadn't seen it either, so right. it was new to me. I think do I always have to be the new to me guy. No, no, okay. no, no. I think we, if we were to do Childhood Sense, I think we would take turns picking or we okay. had a guest on, they could pick. Sure. Um, right. And then, I mean, and Jared would be part Jared's of it. Jared's the third host. Yes. Uh, of Childhood Sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he agreed around. to it on air. Sure. Okay. Can't, Did he really? I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Can't back out of that. <laughs> That's a pact, my friend. A gentleman's a agreement. Pact. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. See, I feel like that ends with, like, the Ghostbusters firebombing that town, right? Because once it spills out... I mean, that's sort of the Ghostbusters endgame in all the things, right? Firebomb it. It's just, well, just unleash a nuclear yeah. reactor Drop full of a nukes. nukes. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, that's what they do. Boy, because how do you solve a problem like Maria? You don't. I mean, when... Well, she dies, and then you burn her ghost with, a, with radiation, <laughs> When Raccoon City broke out in zombies, the government cordoned it off and then dropped a nuke on it and said it was some sort of international event. Wasn't Raccoon City just a made-up city to begin with, though? Like Isn't the not, real I mean, Ghostbusters are made no, up. I mean, no, I'm not talking like I'm talking in the context of the like. No, Raccoon City exists. But it wasn't like 16 layers deep where they were just like Raccoon City was a uh, hologram in no. a testing facility. No. And I'm thinking like the well, Resident Evil movies. You might be, and also everything has an underground bunker in the Resident <laughs> Evil series. There's always a, a secret base. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, the police station had a secret underground uh, mm-hmm. lab underneath it, mm-hmm. um, which And there was out. a secret underground lab under the house where Mila Jovovich and, I don't know... The, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if he was in that movie? No, I think it was the guy who played Mark Antony in Rome, but I could be wrong. I think that was Emilio Estevez. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Day late, a dollar short. Boy, the first movie is so fucking good, and then after that, the cliff is so precipitous to those movies. I think they, at some point, they just became like passion projects for Emiliovich and her husband uh, who was directing them. Is her husband Paul W. S. Anderson? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. If he's, if he's the one doing those movies. Yeah, he's yeah, a garbage they, boy. They were just doing them together. Okay, yeah. interesting. He's sort of an Uwe Boll character, right? Yes, very much so. Yeah. There was a, I'm on this polling group where people just post random polls, and people said, who is the worst director out of this list? And they post like 10 directors. Mm-hmm. The person in the lead uh, at press time was um, uh, Mr. Twist. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan. And I said, you dumb shits. M. Night Shyamalan's got some good... Yeah, he's got a couple good movies. He's got bankers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, I, like, I, the people below him were Uva Bowl, uh, <laughs> fucking Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Um, I think Paul W. Sanderson was on there. But, like, no. Neil Breen. Neil Breen was not on there, but he should have been. Um, I feel like Tommy Wiseau is the worst of the directors. He made one thing by accident. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen anything he's done after? I the saw the episode of Tim and Eric that he directed. Oh. Where what? it just, it was an episode called Pigman. Uh, and they I wanted him to that. do, they wanted him to do like That's all this weird <laughs> stuff and slowly he just turned it the into the room. Man. I'm the Pigman, I'm yes. the Pigman. And he like, he's like, we need an attractive woman here. And he's like, he just turned it into the room. He's got this horrible Hulu series called The Neighbors that's just a nightmare. Yeah. Because um, he thinks he's funny. Yeah. Because he accidentally was funny once. Yeah. So now he's trying to be funny and he's not funny. Right. He's the worst of the worst. So I think the only way we could preserve Tommy Biso's genius was to, like, feed it, right? Just to make him think that he was 
creating like the least funny stuff. That's true. We and all have he to gaslight Tommy yeah, Wiseau. Yeah, ex- essentially, the world needs to gaslight him, and he needs to continue making like romantic dramas. Do you think Tommy Wiseau is a character that someone I is playing? Don't know, man. If it is, he's like an Andy Kaufman sort of shit. Like several levels deep here. Yeah. You know what show kind of examines relationships like that? That would be Argonauts, oh! the show about ARGs. Join Andrew and Marn as they help restore an AI to health and finish the Halo 2 ARG. I love bees in the latest episode of the Argonauts. Hmm. Uh, I love bees was the big like thing that kicked off ARGs to the public consciousness. What is it? Uh, it was the Halo 2 uh, thing. Like, a, a bunch of game journalists mm-hmm. got big jars of honey in the mail with mm-hmm. uh, pieces of paper in them that spelled out, I love bees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of the beginning of the ARG. It was some, like, rogue AI that was sending out these jars of honey and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Master well, that's Chief. Nice. That's nice for a rogue AI to do. Yes, it's the sweetest. It could nuke <laughs> yeah. towns like the Ghostbusters yeah. or it could send you know, out like, honey. You know, Skynet shit, but this is just sending out, like, stuff in the mail. But I think it was in trouble, and that's why it was doing it. It was it was a coded cry for help. Oh. So did they ever solve it? Uh, find out on I, the Argonauts. Find out in the Argonauts episode two of I Love Bees. Um, all right, I think that's it. Do we have anything else? Uh, bleed blood. I want to turn into a bunch of rats. Bleed blood is great advice. <laughs> hey, kids out there, if you're listening, don't bleed juice. Bleed <laughs> don't blood. bleed oil. Bleed blood. Yeah, if you're not bleeding blood, something's wrong. If you're not bleeding blood, you might be a vampire. <laughs> And we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bannocked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this big wheel and see what we come up with. It's bigger every day. Come on now, now. Come Come on on now, now. now. Humor the situation. Find a line from the song and treat it as a riddle. What's the (laughs) hypothetical answer? (laughs) All right. So we got to figure out what the answer to this sound of your voice riddle is. Um, Evan. Yes. Here's my riddle to you. When the alarm clock rings, what's the lonely noise that it makes? <laughs> um, it's like one of those where, oh, so uh, Christian Rock. Uh-huh. So it's one of those where you have uh, um, turned on your alarm clock, but instead of like the, be- it's like a radio alarm clock and uh-huh. you turn it on, but you, instead of clicking it to like the alarm, you click it to like the FM. Sure. And unbeknownst to you, you've got it set to like. Jesus is the Lord and he will save you from your sins. Like that. That's the lonely sound? Yeah, that's the lonely sound it makes because you're waking up in the morning alone in your bed and uh, it's like, salvation is the only way you gotta come to him. Sure. Just some DC talk jamming on that. Uh, All right. Cool. Good answer. The lonely lonely sound is Christian 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 radio. radio. Give me a riddle. Uh, What is beautiful but makes you feel a bittersweetness um i'd say um it would have to be the verve pipe (laughs) (laughs) so you're going going the rock angle again too i think yeah i think verve pipe is it's beautiful but it reminds me of you know those days whenever i was carefree and it's just a bittersweet feeling you know it's a bittersweet symphony Symphony, this time you just went right on the nose with that i surely you said the word bittersweet i went a to b my friend (laughs) there is no c in my world um Ev, mm-hmm. what saying goes, there will be other dances? <laughs> uh, that would, of course, be the slogan for Saker's Piano Playing Company. <laughs> I just call it Saker. You just, yeah, Saker slogan. There'll be other dances and other pianos here at Saker's. <laughs> crazy Saker's. Uh, Don't call it Saker's. It's just Saker. Crazy Saker. <laughs> Good. Crazy Saker. I'm giving away pianos. You buy a player, you get the piano for free. Yeah. 
Actually, I've been warned not to call it Crazy Saker. They oh, said yeah, that's that actually is... pretty. That's actually a pretty bad thing. Um, give me one more. Shoot one more at me. All right. If you had a wish or even a choice, what would it be? <laughs> um, I guess I would wish for a hundred more wishes. Is that a? That's a choice. Yeah. Uh, I would wake up. Ah, fuck. No. Nah. Never mind. I would wake up to the sound of DC talk every morning. That is my wish or <laughs> my choice. In fact, it's both. Uh, it's a beautiful thing that I can do with my CD player alarm clock that I got from Saker. <laughs> what do you wish, miss waking up to? Ooh, boy. What do I miss waking up to? Damn, that's a good one. Um, I miss waking up. I miss waking up to my cat sleeping next to oh. me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, boy, no joke answers here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> My dead cat. <laughs> I was making up to blissful silence. <laughs> That's now also I wake up a... to the thump of feet and uh, someone opening my door, rattling the knob. Like yeah. now I wake up in a horror movie every day. <laughs> someone either yelling or the door knob is rattling as they want to come in, or like you just hear like the little leprechaun feet. Oh, like that sucks. That super sucks. And it's, it's okay. always at 6.30 in the yeah, morning. He can open the doors now. He opens doors now and he can turn on lights. He's like three. Shouldn't he even know how to open doors for a while? Or he, he knows how enough. to open doors. He just can't. He didn't have like the, the arm strength slash height to be able to reach the knobs. I see. Now he's so, yeah. becoming a full human. Yeah. So we tried to put the gate, our, our little gate on his door, but now he just climbs it and then falls face first onto the ground <laughs> and then starts screaming because he, he cannot be contained. <laughs> Maybe you should put two gates up. I raised it higher such that he couldn't climb it, but that leaves like a four inch block underneath it. And then my partner keep tripping over that. And oh. so that's just not, we're not doing that anymore. So he just, esca- he can escape anytime he wants. Cool. Sounds like fun. <laughs> yep. All right. If now's the time in the show, when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our comedy albums, this is a question from our friend sent from my phone. I believe James, <laughs> James. Yes, James. Hi, James. James says. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. We're back in time. Steve has just departed the band. Departed Ooh. is capitalized there, which I really enjoy. The departed. The departed. The remaining four ladies are meeting to discuss how to move the band forward. Completely unknown to one another, each brings a new potential bandmate to replace Steve. Who are the four offered replacements? I like this one. Yeah, this is a good one. But I have a feeling the answers are going to be Johnny like Cash, Cash, Gwen Stefani, and, and Jimmy Jim Buffett. Buffett. And, and then one more. T- uh, Tyler just brought a, a, a tray pl- full a of loaded tots. <laughs> <laughs> I think these loaded tots so, can replace Okay, Steve. yeah. So, oh yeah, but this I, is good. Okay, I guess so. the question. I guess the question would be, would you rather go to a bare naked lady, see the bare naked ladies back together, go to a concert, then see them with Steve, or go to bare naked ladies nowadays? But when you sit down at your your um, you sit down on the grass or whatever at the studio or the uh, amphitheater. Somebody brings you a giant tray of loaded tots. Like, <laughs> well, what easy would you? What, yeah, I think that I think that I'd rather see bare naked ladies in their current incarnation and eat a delicious Hell tray yeah. of garbage tots. Yes, absolutely. If yeah, free with the concert. Absolutely. So I think Tyler's choice is superior. <laughs> and no, no. So so I think we've got the fourth unsung hero of no black margaritas. And this before we actually get to the <laughs> question is a tray, a tray of, of garbage tots. Gar- <laughs> because no who the fucking would who wouldn't want that no black margaritas featuring loaded tops yeah, that, like so you're like you buy the ticket and you determine you just say vegan vegetarian or sure no or any food allergies yeah, yeah, and yeah. they bring you loaded tots <laughs> with whatever okay but really though yeah ed is gonna bring some country guy he's gonna bring he's like blake lively blake Li- i was just about to say because well, yeah, we just saw the gwen stefani so blake okay. lively is her <laughs> shit uh, i forgot her paramour, so. oh can we uh, but this uh, is 2000 it's like a garth brooks 
in 2009? 2005. Oh, 2000 ago. Yeah, Garth Brooks was still a big be- big beal back then. A big beal back then. But he would try to get somebody current, I feel like. In 2009. But yeah, who's? it wouldn't be like somebody already, I hate to say, kind of washed up, right? Who are like big 2009 country stars? Uh, maybe, I feel like Blake Lively's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who is, uh, what's her name's dad? Uh. How about, uh, I don't know who's dad. Oh, oh, you mean uh, Miley Cyrus's dad. Yeah, who Billy would be Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. I yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, Toby Keith. Toby Keith yeah. would have been a good. The thing is, like, Ed likes old country, though. Oh, we got it. Darius Rucker. Oh, Ed brings Darius Rucker yeah, to the does. table. Okay. There he goes. So That's Ed brings perfect. Darius Rucker. I do think that Tyler still brings it to the tray of loaded nachos. No, Tyler's always tried to push the band in more of a rock direction. Yeah. So he's going to bring a rocker. Okay, so he's going to bring a rocker. He's going to bring, um, let's see, 2009. He's going to bring uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. <laughs> so they're all just bringing like... Could you imagine uh, like one week? Done, it's been one week! <laughs> God, I wish that had I mean, been Aerosmith, it. in 2009, Aerosmith had just dropped that album that like had a couple other hits on it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Aerosmith was old when I was in fucking yeah, middle school, possible. so they're ancient there. But let's like, see, 2000, 2009 Rockers. Who's a rocker 2009? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to look and see. Uh, we've got um, Kiss's first studio album since 1998. Uh, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> Um, but this is also, remember, these are rockers that Tyler would like. Sure. Um, so probably none of this new alternative crowd or anything like that, but like some some rocker. So I feel like Aerosmith might be a good choice. Kings of Leon. Okay. I don't really know anything about Kings of Leon, but they were big that year. Yeah. And they are like the only rockers who appear in the top 10. They're not like, the rest of the top 10 is like pop. So yeah, it could be, uh, who's the guy from Kings of Leon? So Tyler brings um, Caleb Followell to the table, (laughs) of course. Oh my God, Kings of Leon. Caleb, Jared, Matthew, and Nathan Followell. They're brothers? Oh, wow. Oh, three are brothers and one's a cousin. That's amazing. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Keeping with the Taylor theme, Kev brings Taylor Hansen from <laughs> Hansen. Sure. Why does? <laughs> oh man! If anyone could uh, could har- could just slip into the harmonies like no one's fucking business. I feel like Kev brought somebody. Who... Kev brings the Hansen brother who doesn't get to sing that much. Sh- Joe Hansen. <laughs> I feel like Kev brought Jim like, Hansen. Jim Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> Kev brought somebody who just ran roughshod over Kev. Like, I want to be a part of the Brady Good Ladies. Take me to that fucking meeting, Kev. I hear Steve. So Kev brought Tyler. He what? Kev brought Tyler. Kev brought Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Make me part of your band. Uh, Kev brought Adam Levine from Maroon 5, who's uh, a piece of shit in my head. I don't know why. I think he's probably a good guy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I like I like that Kev brought uh, Hanson. Hanson, yeah. yeah. All grown up. And then Jim wants to do Hansen, something. Hanson, three brothers of Hanson, all married uh, fans. Really? Yeah, they met them at a concert. Yikes. Uh, they seem to be They happy. were three sisters, though, the fans. Oh, God, I hope so. That would have been perfect. <laughs> um Jim wants to change. He's experimental. He's the scientist. So what he brought, he brought Lady Gaga. He brings Philip Glass. Philip Glass <laughs> and Lady Gaga. He bought a whole smorgasbord. Yeah. Um, you just want to kick that up a notch. I think it would be cool to have, I think he would think a female vocalist would revitalize yeah, things. I think so too. I yeah. Think, uh, yeah. I mean, if we can't have Gwen Stefani, Lady Gaga is a good, a sure. good uh, swip swap. So our four that everybody brought to the table are um, Steven Tyler, Taylor Jonas, <laughs> um, Caleb Followell. Taylor Jonas? <laughs> or Hanson. Sorry, Taylor, Taylor Hanson. Caleb Followell and... Uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So which of those four do you hey. think would be the best replacement? Darius Rucker. 
Oh, shit. Darius Rucker, too. We forgot. How do we get five? It doesn't matter. Darius Rucker wins. <laughs> yeah, Darius Rucker would be the best replacement. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you think Steve would want to replace him, though? Ooh. Steve gets a choice. Who did Steve leave in his will? This is our, this is our special wild card. This is our, this is our thank you to you, James, for this amazing question. Who did Steve leave in his band will? I think he... See, here's the thing. I think Steve left a big middle finger in his band will. Yeah, Considering... so, he, so he picked somebody who would be a terrible job. Yeah. Who he left Adam Levine. <laughs> Weird, Al, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> oh, they were friends with Weird Al. I know. Weird Al would do... He would do a he would do all the songs hey boy oh boy mm-hmm. i was at karaoke on friday and i was like hey weird out did a parody of one week holy shit i want to sing that and i didn't look up the lyrics and i was like if i know the cadence of one week i can read the rest off the screen not a big no nope. it was called jerry springer mm-hmm. oh no i did fine mm-hmm. it's just that that song has aged like milk yeah. because it's talking about all the things you might see on jerry springer oh god it uses words that you cannot use anymore. It was, uh, I've never been more embarrassed in front of a crowd. Good job. Did you say them all? No, I, I you nervously s- laughed every time <laughs> one of those words came up. Boy, oh boy. Uh, anyway, um, he left in his will Susan Boyle. <laughs> she has a beautiful voice. I don't know. who. Well, who's shitty? Well, we, the, we don't know them because they're shitty. Yeah, William it, Hung. Yeah, that was the name William Hung. Okay. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> sure. Who's famous for being shitty? Tommy Wiseau. He left it his <laughs> wiseau. <laughs> to wake up to the, the sound of your voice. I can't do a Wiseau accent. Lisa! <laughs> tear me apart. Uh, all right. Thanks, James. Hope that answered your question. Yeah. I hope hope you can go back to sleep <laughs> I now. I hope you find peace. I hope you find peace. <laughs> <laughs> Have we done did another epo? Oh, fuck. It's done. That's it. We did it. And uh, we'll get out of here 15 minutes early. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Um, you can find us on Twitter at BinDonePod. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BinDonePod. You can find us, The Orange Groves. Uh, that's where we live, theorangegroves.com. I live in an orange grove. I live in Yellowstone. Except no, they're all down in fucking Florida. I hate that place. Yeah. Uh, uh, California. California has oranges. I'd live in California. Would you? I think so. I guess I'm moving to California in six years. That's where my partner wants to go. She wants to leave this place forever. Oh, well. So, bye. That's real, <laughs> really sad to hear. Yes, it is. But you got to do what you got well, i guess i'll never see you again well i'm gonna hold her off until we're done with the cast so we just got to keep on oh, taking on new <laughs> um, don't make this on my don't do this about me <laughs> join the discord it's in our show notes oh. um ebo what do you no, want to plug this week i'm really plugging my overwhelming sadness that oh, you'll be leaving my life buddy it's not for in six years six years is when it's just to start to get good we'll have our kids will be old enough to like play together and we can have fun again i know Talk to her. I've tried. Me. I've tried. She won't listen to me. No, she won't listen to she won't listen to anybody but her heart. Yeah. And who can blame her? <sighs> I'm gonna make miss uh tuning into the sound of your voice. I'll miss waking up to the sound of your voice as I do every morning. You, you call me. I do call each other on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you say like old people. You say uh breaking an eggs time. <laughs> well, I uh we actually use voice to text. <laughs> we use text to voice. Uh-huh. And text uh we've we've, we've, we've each got we've each got uh Work wordings of each other's voices. Yes, hundred deep fakes. Yes, deep fakes. <laughs> we can make each other say whatever we want. Which is basically this podcast. Now we're yeah. just two. It's just an AI making us say. Watch. Everything. I'm going to make you say something really funny right now. <laughs> Can't fart anywhere. Hello. <laughs> hey, aren't I a stinker? Yeah, you're the worst. <laughs> I'm going to make you say something hilarious. Ready? I press this six buttons. I love to make money today. <laughs>
I was hoping for the going for a Jerry Maguire angle since we talked about it earlier. <laughs> I, I don't know. You programmed it. I know. It. It's just it's an AI, so it's a you know. Oh, oh, you have my consciousness uploaded to an AI. It's just a Python program. It's, gotcha. it's, a, it's machine learning, right? It's learning how to talk like you. Oh, every episode it listens to, it learns a little bit more how to talk like you. <laughs> and I it have came to... up with every day. I love to make money. It's we're early in the process. I just found out I needed to advance the timeline. Got like it. I was hoping we would spend like the rest of our lives together, yeah, but I guess we only get six years thanks to allison beat it up buddy can i use your name on this sure why not shame her <laughs> i'm sager i'm Evan. we'll see you again in one week Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Marn. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Marn, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com. Thank you.